Hello and welcome. This is your host, Brooke Volk, on WCBC. Worldwide, which we are, Celestial Broadcast Communications, which it is astonishingly what it sounds like. Celestial Communications, as from angels from the highest celestial realms. Not to be classified as religious programming, but spiritual it is. Angels are not respecters and dogmas of creeds and orthodoxy. Today's celestial messages comes from my co-hosts in spirit, Abraham Lincoln, Jesus, and John Wilkes Booth. The mediums, James Pageant, and the initials F.A.B. Fab. Some mediums choose to be somewhat anonymous. The locations are Washington, D.C. and Santa Cruz, California, in which these messages were received, and the dates were January 5, 1916, December 31, 2005, July 7, 2007. And now, let's hear from Abraham Lincoln. January 5, 1916, received by James Pageant, Washington, D.C., I am your friend in Christ and desire to write a few lines, but it will not be about religious matters, for I heard what the Master said, and he knows what is best. This is Abraham Lincoln speaking on the differences in his beliefs now and what his beliefs were when on earth, and will pause his message to go to a former message to what the Master said. Jesus affirms that Mr. Pageant is now receiving the divine love of the Father in more abundance. January 5, 1916, received by James Pageant in Washington, D.C. I am here, Jesus. I merely want to say that I am glad to see that you are in condition of soul, which makes you more at one with the Father, and which must convince you that the love of the Father is flowing into your soul in more abundant streams of power and quantity. I know that you have not been in the best condition of mind as regards your beliefs and doubts during the past few days, but you must not let such experience discourage you, for such conditions will arise as long as you are in the flesh, and you must not think that because of the doubts you are not receiving this love in your soul, for you are, and after a while it will become so very abundant that the doubts will rarely appear to disconcert you." I will not write much tonight, as I think you are in need of a meditation over what has been written you lately, before more truth shall be presented to you. So think of what has been written, and you will find yourself much benefited. And now we'll go back to Abraham Lincoln, in which he said, I am a friend in Christ and desire to write a few lines, and for I heard what the Master said, and he knows what is best. While I am in the seventh sphere, and am very happy, and enjoy all the delights of a soul redeemed, and am in the way of progress to a higher spheres, where some of your band live. Let me kind of paraphrase. A band is a group of celestial angels in which oversee and protect what lower spirits might be trying to influence James Pageant. So, where some of your bands live, how beautiful must be their homes, because when they come to the lower spheres, they have such beauty and are so filled with the Father's love that I know they must live in the homes of transcendent beauty where happiness is supreme. 
I am not one who knows all that there is in hell heavens provided by the Father, but I know enough to say that no eye of man has seen, and neither has his heart conceived of the wonderful things that the Father has prepared for those who love him and do his will. In our sphere, the glory of our habitations and surroundings that we have are beyond all conceptions of mortals and beyond all the powers which we have to describe. Your language is poor indeed when we attempt to use it to describe our homes and our happiness. Never a sigh, nor a thought tainted with the slightest flavor of unhappiness or discontent. All our wishes are gratified, and love reigns eternally and without stint. Never, when on earth, did I conceive that one man could love another as one spirit here loves his brother's spirit. The mine and thine are truly the ours, and no spirit is so happy as when he is doing something to make another spirit happier, and then love between the opposite sexes is so pure and glorified. My home is not in any of the cities, but it is in the country, among beautiful fields and woods, where the purest waters flow in silver streams of living light, and the birds of paradise in all their glorious plumage sing and make merry the echoes of the hills and rocks, for we have hills and rocks as well as plains and beautiful meadows and placid lakes and shining waterfalls, all praising God for his goodness. So why will not every mortal try to attain to this heavenly condition of love and happiness when it is so easy for him to do so? The divine love is waiting for all and needs only the seeking and the believing in order to make the mortal an heir to all the glories of this heavenly place. But the mind of man, in its superimposed importance and in the conceit of the wonderful powers of his reasoning faculties, keeps the simple childlike faith from making him a child of the kingdom. Oh, I tell you, if mortals only knew what is here ready for them to obtain and make their own, they would not let the supposed greatness of their minds or the cares and ambitions and desires for earthly possessions keep them from seeking this great and glorious inheritance, which is theirs by merely claiming it in the way made known by the Master. And he, what can I say of him? The most glorious and beautiful and loving of all the spirits in God's universe. When on earth I looked upon him and worshipped him as God, sitting on the right hand of the Father, way up in the high heavens, away off, waiting for the coming of the great judgment day, when he would separate the sheep from the goats and send each to his eternal place of habitation, whether to hell or heaven, only he knew, and I did not and could not until the great judgment should be pronounced. But now, when I see him as he is, and know that he is my friend and elder brother, a spirit such as I am, with only love for his younger brethren, be they saints or sinners, and a great longing that all may come and partake of the feast which the Father has prepared, I feel that the loving brother and friend is more to me, and my happiness is greater than when I looked upon him as the God of judgment, having his habitation way off beyond my vision or reach. He is so loving and so pure and so humble." 
why his very humility makes us all love him almost to adoration, and if you could only see him, you would not be surprised that we love him so much. Well, my friend, I've written a little more than I intended, but I am so filled with love and so happy in having such a friend as the Master that I can hardly restrain myself. I will come again and write upon some spiritual truth which I so much want you to know. When on earth I was not an orthodox to the full extent, but my early belief that Jesus was a part of the Godhead I did not succeed in getting rid of, although my mind often rebelled at the thought. But the early teachings of my mother lingered with me, and maturer thoughts and development of mind could never entirely eradicate this belief in Jesus as being part of God. Some have said and thought that I was almost an infidel, but this is untrue, for I always believed firmly in the Father, and as I have told you, in Jesus. I was also to some extent a spiritualist, and let me just mention at this point that you may read a book, Was Abraham Lincoln a Spiritualist? A book by Nettie Maynard Colburn. Some have said and thought I was almost an infidel, but this is untrue, for I always believed firmly in the Father, and as I have told you, in Jesus. I was also, to some extent, a spiritualist, that is, I believed in the communications of spirits with mortals, as on numerous occasions I have had such communications and have acted on advice that I received through them, but I never learned from any of these communications any of the higher truths which I now know, and which are so important for mortals to know, and which, if men only knew and taught, would make their religion a live, viral, all-pervading and satisfying religion. We are all interested in your work and are co-workers with you in revealing these great truths. May God bless you and prosper you and cause you to see the realities of this great divine love in the prayer of your brother in Christ, Abraham Lincoln. And from here, we're going to go to a much more recent communique, December 31st, 2005, Santa Cruz, California, received by the medium with the initials F.A.B., the true spirit of forgiveness. I am here, Abraham Lincoln. I come to confirm the message you have just received from my assassin. Well, let's pause here and go to that message and we'll come back. Murder is forgiven. Received by F.A.B. Fab, Santa Cruz, California, December 31st, 2005. I am here, John Wilkes Booth, parentheses, the assassin of Abraham Lincoln, close parenthesis. You are now channeling a spirit who realized soon enough the terrible deed he committed. Yes, as soon as I entered this world of spirits, I repented of my action in bringing to a close a life that could have done so much more good to my country. Yes, the realization was fast, for in this world of nakedness we can see with different eyes and a different mind, and so I knew what awaited me, and no pen can describe the tortures that were mine. But, as you so correctly guessed, I eventually escaped out of my dark and unhappy condition, and it was the man I killed who came to me with nothing but love and a desire to help me, and who confided to me that his life had been a great burden, 
which death had relieved. And when I realized what type of person he really was, I could not bear to face the awful reality, and yet I had to face it. I see you are deeply moved by this. It is all truly channeled. I know how much you have respected and loved him, and has of almost all your countrymen. But that love and respect are completely valid and accurate. I did not imagine that such goodness could exist. You are thinking that this channeling is your own thoughts, but it is not. You reason that fanaticism does not yield to truth so quickly, but after the deed was done, I became a fugitive, hunted like a wild animal, and wounded. In this vulnerable position, I gradually came to feel differently about my life in general, and when the summons came, I was in a very different frame of mind than I was in planning the assassination and then committing it. These sorts of unfortunate conditions can change a man. Granted, this doesn't always happen, but it happened to me, and I now see it as the work of God who prepared my soul for the great expiation that followed. So see yourself with a true perspective. Give to things their proper proportion. Go not down the path of self-condemnation, but love yourself. And with that love, have faith in a Creator who could forgive even one such as I. I see that this channeling has had a profound beneficial effect on you. That was my intention. I will let you now digest the holiness of this message. As the new year is about to begin, I say to you and the whole world, let love and not hate be the reality of earth, is the prayer of your friend, John Wilkes Booth. And now let's return to the message from Abraham Lincoln. I come to affirm the message you have just received from my assassin. In my heart I did not hate. The war unnerved me, to be sure. But sustaining me was a conviction about the preservation of the Union that not even death could undo. And when I entered this world of spirits, I could not help feeling joyous that the great ordeal of life, and specifically the at times unbearable pressures that assailed me were gone forever. Naturally, I grieved for my family and for the grief of my death that caused to others, but I had learned that life was based on higher principles, and to these higher principles I cleaved. They gave me the strength to love my enemy. I did not have a clear idea at all at what awaited me. Many things were strange, but what was not strange was the survival over here of all those things I held dear on earth. My fondest wishes for a new year of happiness and true success is my desire for you. Sincerely, Abraham Lincoln. And let's conclude today's messages with yet another message from Abraham Lincoln. He comments on his style in the pageant messages of July 7, 2007, received Santa Cruz, California, by Fab. I am here, Abraham Lincoln. I come this afternoon to address a concern from a church member regarding the tone and style of my thoughts as channeled through Mr. Paget. Certain facts of my earth life need to be seen in order for me to respond. I had a gift for elegant language. I was essentially a product of the backwoods heartland, and I was very humble. When writing through Mr. Pageant, I chose a simple conversational style, since that was the way I wanted to be represented and understood. 
On earth I reserved my elegance for formal statements such as the Gettysburg Address and my inaugural address. Certainly these formal statements came sincerely from me, but through Mr. Pageant I felt more comfortable in a colloquial, everyday mode. I was not and am not the master. He is a part alone, and thus, because of my humility, I had no desire to express myself as a head of state in a formal manner. No, that was not my way. Posterity remembers me as the author of these admittingly stirring statements, but posterity does not recall that in personal conversation I was still very much a backwoodsman. Many, in fact, made fun of me because of the way I spoke, using hick expressions, and most do not realize that I went so far as enjoying off-collar jokes. So the style I chose to write through Mr. Pageant was closer to the way I communicated in earth life than my formal statements. Indeed, many would have been surprised had they heard me in daily conversation, which did not resemble at all the oratorical eloquence generally associated with me. I did not use any of those hick expressions, since they have passed out of the language and would not have been recognized. Had I chosen the formal style of oratory, I felt I would not have been talking naturally, and worse, would have rivaled the master and other more exalted spirits. So, no, I retained my humility, even then, as I had in my earth life. I felt the world would feel closer to honest Abe, as he was in normal, everyday communication. And there we have today's very special Celestial Messages. My name is Brooke Falk, and I've been your host. And I have a few personally created podcasts where Divine Love Celestial Angel Messages are featured. For more information visit DivineLoveSanctuary.com and New-Birth.net. Celestial Broadcast Communications. It is what it sounds like. I am a divine lovelet soul for you, and this has been a Divine Love Chapel of the Air Worldwide Celestial Broadcast Communication, WCBC.